Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here from Living Well with Shell, and I hope you are having a great day so far. I am. It is Thursday in my neck of the world, and I love Thursdays. It is actually, <laughs> I, I'm very productive on Thursdays, but it's also my lazy day. I don't put my makeup on. I get into a lounge outfit like, you know, either my yoga pants, an oversized sweatshirt, you know, whatever I feel like. And it's my day where I don't leave the house. So I nest on Thursdays, technically. Uh, and I enjoy that. I don't run, go and run errands. I don't go to yoga. I don't do the banking. I don't clean the house. I, it's my day to be in my office and get a good work day in, but it's also my day to kind of hibernate a little bit. And today's a really good day to do that because it's pouring rain here in British Columbia, Canada. It's also a week where my husband's off on business, so I've kind of got the house to myself. So I don't need to really, you know, be putting on my makeup and getting dressed because he's not going to see me anyways. And with any luck, it won't be a day like yesterday where everyone and their dog came to the front door. So um, hopefully today, my hibernation, no makeup, pajama day will not be seen by anybody. Only you will all know about it. (laughs) I woke up this morning, wasn't going to podcast, and I read, if you listened to my podcast yesterday, my girlfriend Beer just sent me this great book on meditation and words of wisdom for every day called Journey to the Heart by Melody Beattie. And... Today's I'm going to talk about priorities. I wanted to touch base on it because it's just so important. Now, if I'm talking about priorities, why did I tell you I'm in my pajamas? Well, because sometimes self-care, actually always self-care, is a priority. And if you are not actually understanding yourself and your circumstances and what your body, soul, and um, spirit need... Uh, to be healthy and whole and be aware, then your priorities aren't right. Now, I really struggle with my my schedule in this last year because, uh, as most of my listeners know, I have quite acute fibromyalgia. And end of summer and into this fall, I have really been struggling. And again, for some whatever reason, we really, I wish I could just nail it down. But uh, it just kind of comes in waves and I had been really feeling good for months and now it's just just a little bit struggling. I'm back to napping every day for 20 minutes. Not a big deal. I work at home. I can accommodate these things. I'm very, very fortunate. But I've had to be really disciplined about the things that keep me functioning. Like, you know, I don't feel like that vegetable shake, protein shake every morning. But you know what? 80% of the time I have to do it. I don't always, but on the weekends or if if I really am, it's in the week and I'm looking at that shake about to make it and about to gag, I do not drink it. Don't do that to yourself. My priority is to be healthy and, and to be functioning. But my spirit also and my soul sometimes just needs warm scrambled eggs and rice bread for breakfast with some nice Irish Kerrygold butter, grass-fed butter on it. Ah, little Himalayan rock salt. Yeah, you know what? Those are weekends, but sometimes even during the week. You have to decide because your priorities are not someone else's priorities. Now, I have always struggled with this with my family because our lives are very, very different. Our priorities are very, very different. And that sometimes can cause misunderstandings and sometimes even hurt. But you as a person have got to stand up and say, you know what, this is the life I've chosen. So, you know, my one, three, five rule about taking steps back and watching consequences of actions. Um, 
this is kind of one of those things. We don't band-aid at the end. We step back to find the uh, the root cause. So I have always been self-employed and, and for the most a lot of my life a single mother. So work was a huge priority for me and ensuring that, that I was functioning and capable so I could supply for my son. Not the case. My sister's a stay-at-home mom. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, mind you, my sister's raising a gaggle full of girls and her husband runs a company. But there's just, you know, we all have different priorities what goes on in our lives. Also, my sister really enjoys chaos to a certain extent and actually creates it in her life if she doesn't get it. I had to give that up because my central nervous system couldn't, can't kind of handle that level of drama all the time. She thrives on it. Just like my husband thrives on aerobic activity, not that he does it anymore, but that exhausts me. He thrives on it. So as long as you understand what's kind of going on in your life and it's constructive, like my sister's need for drama does not need to be negative and it isn't a lot of the time, but she just needs that activity all the time. I more so now that I've, I'm sick, really need my peace. And unfortunately, when I'm hibernating or I'm healing or I'm resting, that can be misconstrued to the rest of the world as lazy. Because when you see me in public and I have rested and prepared for an event, like for instance, my niece's wedding last weekend, I look completely normal. I am there, I'm having fun, I'm dancing, I'm social, I'm, you know, doing my job where I fill in when people need help. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a crisis averterer. <laughs> I think I should label myself that crisis averter. That's not even a word. Uh, but you know, you know, I'm pretty sure you can kind of grasp what I'm saying. But then I crash for two days and nobody sees that. That's in the privacy of my own home. My husband sees that and my very close friends and neighbors are very clear on my health. And I have just surrounded myself with amazing people that support that. So you sometimes may have to do the same. Decide on your priorities and how you want to live and then you need to take care of yourself. So this is what the book has to say to today. Priorities are important. Learning how to focus our energy according to priorities, even though we're going with the flow, is an important part of our lives. It's one of the powers we're learning. So one of the uh, reasons for this podcast is for awareness and not living in regret. My only job here on this planet, really, as far as I'm concerned, is to help other people. I made a career out of it with my accounting and you might think, oh, that's no big deal. Well, you know what? In my type of accounting and bookkeeping and hands-on work, it really was. I do a lot of hand-holding. I do a lot of help in lots of other areas of people's lives. I am not pigeonholed into just being, they used to call me the numbers chick. But everyone that's ever hired me knows that, you know, my scope goes way beyond that because my natural sacred gifts come into it of service and of knowledge and of compassion, hospitality. You know, I, when I entertain, my clients are invited, so they become friends. Um, they're in my life. So priorities are very, very, very important. So what are your priorities? Is living from your heart one of them? Are there tasks you'd like to accomplish? Skills you'd like to acquire? That's something that I'm working with in my life right now. In meditation, is meditation being centered and living your life from a place of balance, an area you've designated as critical? Is loving yourself a priority? How important is your spiritual growth? What priority have you assigned to other areas like pleasure, having fun, feeling joy? Are your priorities set on high, medium, or low? Now, I was watching one of my coaching videos yesterday with my coach, Sam Crowley. He is the gentleman that does the podcast every day a Saturday. 
a big part of his story is how he started his franchise or his business of every day a Saturday and how he became the entrepreneur and successful person he is today was his little girl used to always ask him, daddy, is it Saturday yet? Because he was a corporate drone like so many people are. Well, he was writing this out on a script board going, I had one love and wish in life and that was to be a dad. Then you have a lot of the rest of the population that want to be that CEO. Well, 10 years later, he is a well-off at-home dad with four kids. Now, when I say at home, he's running a full business and has a coaching career. But the bottom line is if he wants to take a Tuesday off in, on, during the kids' spring break and go to Disneyland, he can. These are the choices that he made, whereas so many other people are still at a job they can't stand. He gave a statistic, like something like 72% of all Americans. Now, he's in the States. I'm in Canada. Um, do not like their job, but they still go to it every single day. <laughs> hmm. Obviously, there's some lack of priority there on being happy, content, and fulfilled. But he was like, I just want to be a dad. Do you know what? You might shake your head and say, oh, loser, you know, lack of ambition. Well, take my word for it. This man has nothing but ambition and uh, energy and is a very huge giving heart. But that was his priority. And I have to say, when I was younger, being a great mom was a huge priority for me as well. And it affected a lot of my decisions around career and daycare and how much my time spent, son spent with strangers, whether I could take on clients that I worked at home. But I had to balance that because I'm still me. I'm an achiever. That's my Enneagram. I'm going to talk about that soon, actually. I just have to do a bit of research. So I really give you guys a great picture of what the Enneagram is. I needed to make sure that I did get out to clients three days a week because I needed that interaction and that networking because my personality needed to be fed. Otherwise, I couldn't come home and be the type of mother I needed to be for him. I needed to be achieving and I needed to be networking. I needed to be expanding my knowledge base and, uh, and such. I just needed to, and developing relationships, huge part of my personality. And it, I believe it made me a better mother. Nobody's perfect. I was not a perfect mother by a long shot, but it was a priority for me. Now, it's interesting that today this was in the book because yesterday I completely revamped my calendar on my iPad. I live on my iPad. My husband calls it an appendage. So when I renewed my phone contract um, this year, I actually don't renew my phone every time it comes up because I just don't care. It's just a phone. Uh, however, I had cracked, dropped my iPhone 5 or whatever it was a couple years back, literally in the first three months I owned it and cracked the screen. So it was now after two years of me babying it and putting one of those covers on it and you know doing the best I could, it had started not responding to my touch and I had a phone coming to me. So this year I did. I actually went in and, and got a new phone and I got the new iPhone SE. Because I, I spoke on this the other day, actually, as well, uh, when I told the story about how I went in thinking one thing, and then after talking to the sales rep and getting all the information, realized that my priorities <laughs> were very different. I really just wanted a great camera. And I really did. I was really hoping that the SC would have that cool little thumbprint thing, because my son, who's the IT geek, got, totally got after me about the fact that I have no passcode on my phone, because I don't care. It's always with me. <laughs> But for safety purposes, and I'm out and about for business again now, yeah, mom, get it done. Well, I don't want to be typing that in every time. I, I had it on my iPad for a short period of time, and I put one on when I travel. Oh, my freaking goodness, that drives me crazy. But the little thumbprint thing, I can cope with that extra one second. Love it. Well, the iPhone SE has both. So the iPhone SE, for those of you uh, that don't know in North America, that has the insides of an iPhone 6S, okay, but in the size of an iPhone 5. And I realized because my iPad is an appendage, 
It was more of a priority that my phone just fit in my pocket in my purse. So this may seem really trivial, trivial to you, but do you understand how every decision and everything we do in life, you have to decide on the priority because otherwise the old adage of business training is you are running around putting out fires instead of building your business. So you're either proactive or you're reacting. I'm a big believer in proactiveness in my own life. There have been times like my days at Bell Canada where really I was reactive most of the time, but that's what they paid me for, unfortunately. And I'm good at it, but it's not sort of how I tend to run my life. And that's why really in, in years past, I've actually given up client work that I don't, they're not utilizing my skill set. And I have a client right now actually that is coming to an end and I'm very grateful because it's another babysitting job and I'm, it's just nothing that I want to be doing anymore. I want to make a difference. And sometimes when I sit down to work, even though someone is paying me, even if they're paying me my full pull rate, I just look at that screen and go, I could be doing something else right now. So you can see where my priorities are such that I have made choices to make a difference and the universe and God has always stepped in to ensure that I make a living and keep true to my priorities or true to myself. I've been very fortunate. We all get, you know, lots of people get very scared and thinking I can't let go of the safety net. And I've had some really bad times in my life where I have panicked. You know, we've had a, we've had a couple properties and we needed one to sell and the market softened in one area and we're freaking out and we get an offer and we're wondering if we should accept it and if we do have we made a mistake and I'm spazzing I'm usually a little calmer but lots of times I haven't been if I you know when my security because I am a have a huge need for security to a certain extent within reason I'm all about the calculated risk um I, I need that to be feel comfortable, just like I podcasted the other day, how I sort of need my house to be neat and tidy, uh, like my sister does, because we are not peaceful in mess. We're just, we're just not. My husband could have, he could literally walk into a room, not that he does this, I'm just saying, but he could. There could be dishes on every surface of every coffee table, uh, shoes all over the floor, clothes thrown over the back of the couch, and he will lie there comfortable and relax and watch football. I walk in the room and I literally start to twitch. <laughs> no lie, I twitch. So, see how everyone's just different. Doesn't make me right and him wrong or vice versa. <laughs> it just means we're different and we have different priorities. Now, he also cannot stand mess for long. So he's one of those every three monthers that goes out, you know, and you said, now he, we don't have a garage, but he has a man cave and it's got all his tools and everything in it. And he just blows through it. And until every little screw is lined up and it goes to hell in a handbasket again, but he just has, he, he has this cycle. I'm a little bit more daily weekly on that cycle. I just, uh, I just can't live that way. So priorities, what are yours? And do not think for a second that they're going to just self-materialize for the most part. I mean, a priority, yes, you need to go to work because you need to eat. Did you hear what I said? You go to work because you need to eat. What if you had, you went to work because you needed to be fulfilled? It's just a different way of looking at it, isn't it? Now, scripturally, the Bible says, he who does not work does not eat. And I know sometimes that can be a little lost in a, in a country where we have a lot of social assistance and, and welfare and things like that. Unlike third world countries, you don't work, you starve to death on the street and are begging. Not so much in Canada. But for the most part, society as a whole doesn't work unless we are all contributing. Freeloading, it happens, it's unfortunate. 
Um, but those people are always going to be a drain on our society, and they're a small percentage. And as long as we as a society have a certain criteria and control laziness and just lack of whatever, people truly in need should need to be ensured that they are looked after. That's what I love about my country. You know, single mothers, elderly people, they're not living on the street. There is, there is always help for the most part. So is that, a, you know, where are, again, priorities. As a country, that's one of our priorities. So going back to my calendar, I've had to accept, because it's been going on for longer than two weeks now, that I've got to rest in the afternoon. So there's no point in me having my calendar saying, okay, this day I do this, and then I go to yoga, I come home, and from 10 to 5, this is Genesis work, and then I do my podcasting, or I do my coursework. This is another Genesis day for bookkeeping. There's no point filling my calendar with all this stuff when none of this stuff is happening because I'm having to rest again. So you know what? I went in and changed everything. I work from 10 to 1.30, approximately, about 10 to 2 usually, because by 2, 2.30, I am hurting. And I can actually hold off lunch till almost 1.32, so I eat and I go and lay down. And then at 3 o'clock, I am fresh again for a couple of hours. But I have a whole new set of priorities now with a course I'm taking and that coursework has got to get done and I've got a lot of work to do in the next year that needed to be scheduled in so instead of you know what's deceiving or um, that's not quite the word I'm looking for uh, thinking myself into the fact that you know I'm going to sit at my desk for 10 from from 10 till 5 that actually is impossible with my health my my uh, my pain levels are way too high for me to sit for that length of time that's why seminars are really tough on me Um, So why is it in my schedule like that? Those aren't my priorities. So I really had to look around what was going on. And I've got a few little side jaunts that I think it's time to shut down. I need to be focused. Because you can be so all over the map all the time that you are just never getting to what's important. If you're always putting out fires, you're not being proactive about how you want your life to look like. Now, my life changes a lot. I'm 51 years of age since I was 15. The look of it, what I've wanted in my life, those directions have all changed. And yet most people look at me and and think I've got it fairly together. Because usually when a change comes, it's because I've decided it and it's a new path. Now, some people might think I'm flaky. I'm not out to please everybody. My message is for those of you that need to hear it or want to hear it. There's lots of people that would just listen to me and go, she's insane and has not a clue what she's talking about. But I have a story and I have experience and wisdom and I just consider it my job to share it and encourage you if this is important for you to do the same. That's all. It's really rather simple, to be quite honest. I didn't go out and spend $5,000 setting up a sound studio. The computer that my son built me for work with my screens is sitting here in my office. I've got a headset and I do have great speakers, I have to say. Again, with my son. Camera sitting on top of my one of my monitors. Not rocket science, okay? I took a course. I spent $1,000. I took a course on how to get my podcasting launched and get online. I don't have time to teach myself over the next year to freaking become a podcaster, <laughs> okay? It's like people that... I train for bookkeeping. There's most of my clients do not completely handle their own books. I train them to their comfort level and then I handle the rest like bank reconciliations and sometimes the government remittances and things like that. I manage their data input. You see? What that was their priority was just to, you know, perhaps to save on that 
day-to-day input and they also wanted to be aware. A lot of my clients hire me now in my in my work because they just want to know where their finances are, which I highly encourage. So I'm a big believer in helping people help themselves. And I have no problem if that puts me out of work. There is always another client waiting for me. Do you have that mentality? Now that's actually a whole nother thing. I'm a little bit more running into abundance. So look around and you'll see your answers. Your life is as it na- as it is now reflects the priorities you have chosen. I'm reading from this book again, by the way, Uh, so far. If something is happening too slowly, try switching your priority setting from low to high. Now, where she makes that little example is there's a story at the beginning of of this particular daily um, meditation about how she was printing off a huge report and it was going like so slow, not realizing that she'd hit something on her keyboard and set her printer priorities to low. When she switched it back to high, The pages all started to print properly. Our life is no different, and that's why she refers to this. Try switching your priority setting from low to high. Make a list. One, three, five. Number one priority in your life. Top three, top five. Those numbers work for anything. I'm a big one, three, five person. I truly am. I make lists, I and a lot of it's mental for me. Now I have to write things down because of my issues with my memory. But you need to be aware, and sometimes just writing it down typing it out, stating it out loud in, a, in, a, in something you can save on your computer, in a video on your phone, whatever, a voice note, it solidifies it for you. It makes it real. And then as we always say when you are doing anything, so it's taught a lot in weight loss, if you've decided to start a new program, tell someone because they'll hold you accountable. So if you've decided to make a change in your life, share it. Don't just keep it to yourself all the time. Sometimes that works for people, but it doesn't work for the majority of people. Tell someone, share it. That way you can gain support and strength and someone can sometimes catch you. I went to do something yesterday. I know better. Okay, there's things I know now. My husband phones to say hi for the day because he's traveling. Honey, should I do this? No, honey, don't do that. Gave me his, I'm like, nope, that is valid. I appreciate the feedback. Thank you. That was, so whatever I was thinking of doing, not a priority. It wasn't even about me. It was about someone else. And so all I was doing was sticking my nose in. So yeah, nope, stay out of it. So you see how someone else can kind of keep you accountable and keep you on track? It can be that way in a lot of areas in your life. Make a list of your priorities and start focusing on them and let the other stuff like the chafe, chafe of the wheat, (laughs) it's an old biblical term, uh, fall to the ground because we let ourselves get so distracted and in this day and age of technological stuff just bombarding us all the time this is an even harder task than it was 30 years ago we used to we used to train on this sort of goal setting and such 30 years ago when i was in my 20s um because it was sort of new and technology wasn't at the level it is now now i'm seeing that 30 years later we're teaching it to get you to go the other direction i need you to slow down i need you to remove stuff and get your get your priorities straight we're in the past you weren't overwhelmed we just needed to get you focused now we actually need to get you stuff off your plate and get back to the roots so i hope that makes sense there's just we just have a very different uh input going on in our lives now and the the the, uh, the goals the same the reasons are just a little bit different now in this day and age in 2016 that's all so make a list however that works for you and start dropping off the things that aren't important and you will find when you are focused on your priorities and your goals and letting other stuff just go the side which is hard this is practice people practice 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 nothing is perfect uh, you will find that you will probably be a lot more successful at the er- endeavors that you do put 
uh, your energies into and what areas of your life and you'll have a lot more peace and probably have some more time to spend with your kids if you've got them or grandkids in my case. Have a great day everyone and I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today and if you subscribe to my podcast you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.